self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point and on TikTok at Eddie B talking and Eddie B eating. And I could be found on Instagram at red underscore calamity. If you have a question, comment, read a letter that you would like for us to read or respond to on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversation con artist at gmail.com. Or you can send it to our aforementioned uh, social media. Do we have any letters this week? No. No okay. Worries. Before we get to these, um, am I the asshole? Let me talk about being old <laughs> and getting old. It's trash. Uh, we didn't have a show last week because I had a fucking terrible sinus infection. Here's the problem. Recently, um, I went to the doctor and found out that I have potentially an issue with high blood pressure, which I've never had before ever in my life. However, both of my parents have uh, have to take blood pressure medication because they blood pressure bad. So the fucked up shit is that I get regular sinus infections and I've had to have like sinus surgery because it's so bad. But the medicine that I take that normally helps me the quickest and like clear all that shit up, I can't take anymore until I figure my blood pressure shit out because it's known to make your blood pressure high if you have blood pressure problems. So I was sick much longer then I probably would have been if I had been able to take the other medicine because I was scared if I took that with my luck, I would stroke out. Uh, and I get it. Our bodies, you know, my body 38 years old has been doing doing what it do for a long time. But this is some fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's just trash. It's just trash. Like, it's just progressively everything starts being like, your check-ins are like, come on, on your car. It's just that. For your body it's stupid it's fucking and you stupid. know what i'm 38 how old are you you 38 too 38 we have gotten to the age where well i've gotten to the age where most of my relationships are like health related it had they have health related dialogues added to them now because when Red called me and said, damn, I got some high blood pressure. And I'm like, I got some beetroot pill extract for you. And I've been taking them, regulate my high blood. And I'm like, oh, shit. I, I, I see what's happening. We are fucking getting old. We are. And then my cousin called me and she's like, remember that issue I told you about? I had to change my medication. And I'm like, oh, shit. No, no. It, it ain't time. Too Apparently early. It is. Apparently it is. But it's not even just that. Like, I just notice sometimes just the things that change. I don't even know why they change. Like, furniture shopping and shit is so fun to me. Going to Ikea, I love that shit. Like, that's the shit I enjoy doing. And 20, young 20 stuff to me. Like, my first apartment looked like ass. I was, I did not give a shit. Like, I had what I needed in there, but it was not super, like, decorated. And now I'm like really wanted my space to be homey and shit and like you know i'll I be having conversations with people about like vacuum cleaners and like <laughs> you know me and my mom i because so when i was a kid 
my mom would talk to my grandmother and they would be talking about like what was on sale at Piggly Wiggly. And I used to think to myself, like, y'all having these boring ass conversations, like this is what y'all talk about. And now every week, me and my mom talk about what's on buy one, get one free at Publix. <laughs> and when I realized that I was having these same fucking conversations, I was like, I've I've become the thing that I was talking shit about. I am old now. <laughs> So, long story short, it was my fault we didn't record last week because I was fucking sick and couldn't take my medicine. And I still, I'm trying to get my blood pressure down so I don't have to take a prescribed medication for it, but it ain't looking good. Uh, I can't get it down as low as it probably needs to be. So, when I go back at the end of the month, I'm sure he's going to tell me he's going to have to prescribe me something, which is fucking trash. Um and the thing about it is, I'm actually healthier than I've been in forever. Like, I'm eating better. I've actually been more active. And he and I told him that, and he was like, that don't have anything to do with it. If your genes are bad, your genes are bad. Like, if your parents both have blood pressure issues, that's just what it is. Like, you could run marathons and still have high blood pressure. Well, that's trash. <laughs> that's fucked up. Um, all the things these niggas could have gave me, y'all give me high blood pressure. Thanks, mom and dad. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about how I'm old now, apparently, and life has changed and it hits you fast. Like you don't even realize you just wake up one day and this shit be going on. You'd be like, when the fuck did I become an adult? <laughs> hey, Who let this my, happen? My feet feel funny. <laughs> and you gotta be like then you worry about all the shit that's supposed to be happening at your age. Like, oh, man, this shit could be a blood clot. <laughs> Am I getting enough circulation in my leg? <laughs> like, damn, I'm laying on my arm. My circulation is my blood. Like, maybe I need some blood thinners. Shit, like, when you a young person, you can run around like you made out of fucking Play-Doh and not give a fuck. But see, when you the motherfuckers start thinking about their mortality, goddamn... Different fucking world. You don't think about anything. Like if you if something going wrong with your body in your twenties, you just be like, oh shit, that's weird, and you just keep it moving. But now every time something go wrong, I'm like, wait, what is this? Is this? Do I need to get this checked out? The fuck is this? Mm -hmm. It's fucking weird, and it happens so quick. Like you just don't realize it. You just wake up one day and be like, my whole existence is fucking completely different. When did this happen? It just happened so slowly. But yeah. So what's the worst thing that you've experienced that is age health related so far? Not too personal, but like just irritating or the most frustrating to deal with. Probably this blood pressure shit only because it impacts another illness that I have, right? Like and I didn't even think about it when when I went to the doctor and he told me, oh, you know, blood pressure, I had to buy a blood pressure cup. So I have a fucking blood pressure machine in my house because I've, I've been having to take my blood pressure and record it so that I could come back to him and give him an idea of how my blood pressure has fluctuated over this month. And then we'll decide from there. So when he was asking me about like medications I take and I told him I take Sudafed, which is what I take for my sinuses, he was like, oh, you got to stop taking it. And in the moment, I was like, oh, that's fucked up, but okay. But then as soon as I got another sinus infection and realized, oh, shit, I can't take the thing 
that helps me the most. <laughs> I was like, I gotta suffer with this other thing because this other part of my body fucking up. This is track like what the fuck is this? And nothing I took work. Like I really think it resolved on its own because the shit I was taking, it did not help. I had a headache for the, a week <laughs> because I couldn't take my suit of it. So I would say that just because it's impacting other shit. I don't think anything else that I've had happen impacted other things. It was just kind of like a thing on its own, but this is impacting other shit and I ain't with it. So when I go back to the doctor, he tell me I got to take blood pressure pills. We gonna have to have a conversation about what the fuck I'm gonna do about these sinuses. Cause I can't get sick like this all the time. And I, it's a chronic thing. Like I've had surgery and everything and still get the fucking sinus effect. It's like, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the blood pressure shit really has been the worst. For me, my feet be tripping and I can deal with the feet pain and stuff, but hemorrhoids, which is something I ain't never dealt with in my life, <laughs> that shit can go to hell. <laughs> and apparently hemorrhoids, because I had a client that had hemorrhoids, they had to sit on a little you know, cushion where they can be painful and I didn't have painful hemorrhoids. My hemorrhoids were itchy. Yeah. So imagine a itch being deep enough in your ass that you can't reach it. <laughs> and like and you can't scratch it and it's just itching in your ass. Sorry to be so graphic, but Jesus. Then <laughs> It's like I have never been so glad for a fart to emerge in my life <laughs> because, like, that's the relief. <laughs> this old nigga shit, man. I can't. Oh, my God. We ain't even, we all just on the cusp of old. Yeah, we're really not. 38 is not that old. Yeah, like, man, we, it's people that I be talking to who got like a different surgery every other year on some shit that's keeping them alive to have that surgery. Like, I just really hope I'm not. A surgery nigga like i'd rather be a medication nigga you know what i'm saying yeah but i'd much rather be a, a surgery nigga than a pain nigga you know what i'm saying like because it's, it's like people deal, deal with those different levels of issues it's one person where they constantly in pain nothing can help them and then yeah. it's a group of people who as long as they take their medication their pains will be fine and they'll be regulated and then it's a group of people who are fine relatively speaking but they need a surgery ever so often to be okay. And I'm like, bro, out of the categories, I'd much rather be a medication nigga. If I can yeah. be good everywhere else, just give me a pill and I'll take it. But don't give me no hemorrhoids. You leave that shit where it belongs. And then you gotta <laughs> just let it pass. If it ain't bad enough to have surgery, you just gotta let that shit fuck you up until it ain't fuck you up no more. Wow. Wow. I mean, for my parents, blood, high blood pressure, and I think my mom, um, she don't have to take insulin, but she got an issue, some issues with diabetes, and both of her parents had diabetes really fucking bad, um, and so that's some other shit that I'm like, but the diabetes, it seemed like it only hit her generation because, like, my generation of, of the family None of us have had any issues with diabetes. Now, I'm going to say that shit, and then I'll come back on here six months from now and be like, y'all, my diabetes got me. <laughs> but. <laughs> us the diabetes. Um, 
It's just fucking stupid. It's just trash. Getting older is trash. Um, I'm just waiting for us to. I'm just waiting to die and then being re- reincarnated in the next universe. <laughs> you just gonna go through the same shit all over again? No, 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 man. Cause you know, maybe to be a universe where we live for seven hundred years and the first six hundred are just pretty good, you know. Or maybe it's a universe where they don't fucking bottle up water and sell the shit or. You know, you spend your whole like we we are these creatures that are capable of such deep, high level thought and philosophical experiences, and and they got a fucking filling out scantrons and filling W twos out at the end of the year on some stupid ass shit. Like, come on, man, out here trying to figure out, like they figured out how to put you know creative device that you could put metal in and then you can shoot the metal out at somebody and all we down here doing is arguing about whether we should have them or not <laughs> this come on man i don't give a fuck what people do i just don't care i really don't like i i literally don't care you know i have a perspective on things i don't care how it fucking turns out i just don't <laughs> politics right now is so fucking crazy yeah well, so I would not want to exist for 700 years. You can keep that universe. I don't want to be in that one. Cause you, can you imagine if you get a fucked up existence, you get born into a terrible family, and I got to do this shit for 700 years? A hundred years is bad. See, okay. I, I have superseded perceiving an alternate existence as fucked up as our current existence. See, you're processing that from the lens of we in a fucked up situation now, so fucked up must be possible in all universes. I don't believe that. I believe there's a universe where fucked up ain't a reality. It's just a pleasant existence the whole time, and then you fucking fizzle out, and then you come to this motherfucker. (laughs) Like, imagine, like, I want this shit to be backwards. I want to go from this to that. It's something that's going from that to this, and they like, like, you know how some kids be born like geniuses and having past lives? It's some motherfucker that's born knowing that they had a past life on another planet where they could just remember bliss and joy and then they come to the ghetto. Their mama crackhead. <laughs> they come to the ghetto. Because this existence is the ghetto. Their mama crackhead. They was abandoned. Got abandonment issues. And in their dreams, they live this wonderful blissful experience over and over every night, which is probably what's keeping them from killing themselves. Mm. I just don't like this place. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, I don't like, like this place as in this existence. Yeah. I don't like this place as in this state. I don't like this place as in this country. Oh yeah, country's trash. My country, anybody listening my country from, tis of D looking ass niggas. Yeah. For anybody listening from uh outside of the United States, there are some of us who know that this fucking place is just garbage we don't i know y'all probably see the you know marjorie taylor greens on on fucking tv and shit and think that no we there are some of us who are very aware of how tragic it is here <laughs> don't think we're all stupid <laughs> some of us know some of us some of us know to be concerned but it I got ain't enough book. of us to be able to do anything about it i got a book that i started on and maybe what i need to do is like get a team of people to help me write my book or whatever. But essentially the book is uh 
it's the journal of an alien, right? And it's an alien that has come from another planet to kind of like monitor human life to determine if we're going to be able to participate in some different shit. And the alien has pretty much integrated into, you know, our world, be it, it I don't know if he looked like us or if he just invisible and exploring or what I haven't decided. But the essence of the book is giving a very ground up basic tell me like I was five version of what things are like love and from over that concept growing his understanding of love to an advanced level of understanding it up to the philosophical you know components of it Mm -hmm. and the essence is to do that with all well if with a lot of different human experiences so so if somebody came to this planet and didn't know what love was how would they perceive it right because you got love that you have for friends love that you have for family you got romantic love you got people who used to love each other who don't love each other anymore you got people who are not with each other who still love each other like it's so many different components in terms of how to how to figure that out you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying (laughs) it's called a diary of an alien is what the title of it is right now so if I see that shit show up on Amazon somewhere, y'all, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm gonna figure out if y'all connected this motherfucking listening <laughs> to this show. Mozambique, don't be bullshitting now. Don't be taking my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> one time, uh, Tag wrote us a letter one time to inform us that Mozambique, you know, we were like the top podcast in Mozambique for comedy. Fucking <laughs> random. <laughs> I know, but it's all good. If you live in Mozambique, send us a letter or some shit. I know. I want to hear from somebody. That fucking that would be awesome. Unless uh, Mozambique population is like ten people and like three of them listen, that that would uh, be like. I don't think it's this. I one. know it's not, but. <laughs> um. So, to to the am I the asshole? You know, I got I always pick the asshole letters. Uh, I'm gonna just do this one without even giving you choices because I get so annoyed with some of these fucking parents. Okay, the title of it is Am I the Asshole for Not Childproofing My Home Against Teenagers? I think some of you don't realize why you have to be responsible for your child up up until 18. You know, like teenagers are capable of more than like a five-year-old is capable of, but they're still fucking stupid. And so you as a parent still have a responsibility to keep them safe from themselves. Because if they could just exist on their fucking own, you'd be able to let them little niggas move out at age 15. So say Tell me the title again. Am I the asshole for not childproofing my home against teenagers? What the fuck did they do? Okay. The first line, I didn't read it, but I saw the first line. I like to relax with THC. You think your kids ain't gonna smoke your weed if they know where it's at? You think teenagers not gonna do your fucking edibles if they like? Yes, you need to put that shit away unless you oh, just want them to be high. And and teen proofing your home is way different than goddamn leaving my weed out. <laughs> <laughs> them two different things, man. You you making it sound like some other shit, but okay, let's let's keep going. All right, am I the asshole for not childproofing my home against teenagers? I like to relax with THC. Lucky for me, it is legal where I live. I have small kids, so I keep my edibles in my room and my closet up high. Pun intended. My niece, Lacey, babysits for me all the Listen, that pun, it told me everything I need to fucking know about this situation. Sorry, continue. 
My niece Lacey babysits for me all the time. She is a good girl, and I like having her over to give her a break from her mom. My sister-in-law is a loving wife and mother, but her personal beliefs can be a little overwhelming. Last weekend, Lacey was watching my kids, and she had a craving for sweets. My kid told her, my kids told her where I keep my stash of candy that I don't like to share. The poor dummy went and took some of my sour gummy edibles as well as some of my regular candy that I don't share with my stinking kids. When I got home, the kids were asleep and Lacey was on the couch staring at her phone and trying to use it as a TV remote. I called my brother and told him I would be late so Lacey would be spending the night. It isn't a problem with us and it isn't an uncommon situation. In the morning, I had a talk with her about THC and how it wasn't the best idea to use it, use a lot of it when you were young. She asked a lot of questions and apologized for taking my candy without permission. Like I said, she's a good kid and her mom has drilled some weird beliefs into her. She told her mom what happened. Her mom lost it on me. How I'm a drug addict and I should be in jail. That I need to childproof my home if I'm going to have narcotics in my home. She is banning Lacey from babysitting for me. Sir. 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 First of all, this is what I be talking about as far as, like, even with little kids. Like, parents be acting like kids are just dumb. They knew that you got this candy that you keep, and they knew where they where you keep it at. They can't access it, but the fact of the matter is, keeping it up high. Kids climb shit. They, if they really wanted to get to that shit, it ain't nothing to stack some baskets on top of each other to get the fuck up there. But I digress. You... <laughs> Teenagers... Even if she wasn't a good girl, okay, if them kids had told a teenager that do know about weed and shit that you got some edibles locked up that you don't let them access, they would have went and got them shits too. They're teenagers. That's just what it is. Like, that's irresponsible as fuck. And then you you didn't even fucking want to tell her parents you're going to keep her to the next day so that they don't fucking know how irresponsible you were. I would have lost it on you too. If my kid came and told me that she got so high she thought her phone was a, a fucking TV remote <laughs> and you didn't tell me that shit, you just sent her back home and was going to act like that shit didn't happen, she never coming back over there. Because you ain't an adult enough to keep my fucking kid. She more mature than you are. What if something had happened and she had had like a bad response or some shit with your dumb ass? Like that, you not even an adult yourself. Yeah, that's what that pun that pun reference, you're not an adult. No. You are a child. You are a petulant child that is willing to tell a story about a potentially traumatic experience to Reddit people in jest with jokes. You know, and if I was, you know, your fucking brother and his brother. I think it's his uh, brother because he kept sister-in-law. Yes, yeah, so his brother and his sister-in-law. And and uh, and I read this post. I come and slap your ass in the face, <laughs> and then hopefully you understand that, you know. And then we get back to business as usual. I just need you to know that I'm fucking serious about you not playing with my kids like that. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to shit like that. And you the and then the it ain't about teen proofing your home. You know what I'm saying? It's about you underestimating children, motherfucker. Because you're talking about you hid it. Hidden yeah. is not hidden if they know what the fuck it is, that you didn't hide it. <laughs> and you know what? Like, because it's one of two things that happen. Either your kids been seeing where you put that shit at, 
and they watched you do it because you know when you be in your room they be like seeing you reach up there and put it down and saw it and you're just not accepting that they're in integrating this knowledge into their brain for a time when they can get to it or yep. you got kids that's rambling in your room and they find it and they see it and they don't know what it is and either way you're the negligent one you're the one that got that shit in your house you know so whether your kid and you know what i get tired of hearing that shit from parents you know what i'm saying they act like they room is a got a force field on it that you can't <laughs> enter goddamn you know i hate when parents be giving their kids directives and when the kids don't follow the directives and they reason for believing that their kid never should have well i told them not to do this man shut the fuck up shut the fuck up because you your word ain't like now okay like let's say so i watch an anime named jujutsu kaisen this you know i throw this in for my anime fans you know what i'm saying every now and then and there are people on there who fight curses and there are different ways you can fight curses you can um you can have cursed energy imbued within you you can have cursed energy within a weapon if you don't have the strength to have the cursed energy imbued within you and it's a bunch of different ways one of the people on there has cursed speech right meaning that if he says something it happens and it's so bad that he can't speak he only speak in like fish fish language or whatever not fish language but he used terms like he'll say bonito flakes in different inflections and it means something because when he was a child and when he learned that he had cursed speech he ended up killing a lot of people because of the words he was using and stuff he was saying that was fucking people up so he essentially don't talk on the show but he say like five words with different inflections and the people around him know what he's saying but he'll like say but when he's fighting he'll pull his you know cloth down and say he'll say something like explode and the enemy would just explode it's just like whatever he say happens parents be acting like they got that shit <laughs> when they be telling their kids don't do something like they pull that cloth down and be like don't go in my room and it's like they <laughs> like every time they try to step in your room or force just like stop them and they like shaking like ah, i can't move that's not what the fuck is happening you can't give a human being with full-blown autonomy and the capability and the ability to actually fucking freely move about this world and say don't do something and then get that mad when they don't do it you know, I and one thing that I've had to tell parents is like they'll be like, Well, I told him not to play the game. He know he ain't got no business playing the game. I was like, You the fucking fool in this scenario. Because your child got you believing that he ain't playing the game all while he's playing the game because he know that you know when you get home, see the when the parent get home, they normally see him playing the game. But when they get home now, they see him reading the book. Good. He ain't playing the game. No, he's been playing the game all up until he thought your ass was coming home. Meaning your consequence ain't helpful. And so I'll be telling parents, no, don't trust him to fucking follow your disciplinary directives. Take the fucking controllers. And then, but see, listen, when you take the controllers, he gonna ask his friends to borrow controller. Because shit, I got like, I got a control. If Jen called me right now and said, or Red called me now, right now and said, I need a controller. I got one, two, three controllers. <laughs> 
barring the last time I gave her one because it was fucked up, but yeah. I got more controllers, <laughs> right? You know, I could give them a controller. So take the power cable. Well, they might have a friend with a power cable. You got to be cunning with these kids. They don't have nothing else to do in life. You are worried about yeah. your friendships, your relationships. You worried about work. You worry about everything. Yeah. All this kid is worried about is fucking snacks and playing a goddamn game. <laughs> and you mean to tell me this nigga ain't finna be Indiana Jones to get to playing the game on your ass just because you told him not to? Shit, I'm sorry. I, I had to hit that rant because these motherfucking <laughs> parents, boy, they goddamn. <laughs> they be acting like they goddamn got some kind of a fucking. Like cursed energy power going to these kids. There's a reason why you're responsible for them. They're still idiots when they're older. They like, and and truthfully, can be more detrimental to themselves the older they get than they are when they're younger. Cause like they're purposely doing shit because they want to do it. Little kids do shit because they really they don't have a concept and they don't have concrete thinking and they're not able to like see okay, this is probably not a good idea for me. Teenagers will know what the fucking possible consequences are some shit and do it anyway because they are teenagers and they are impulsive and they do shit because it sounds good in a fucking moment. And that's why you're still responsible for them. And it's not you're not the asshole because she ate your edibles, okay? Because even if you had them hit well, she could have found them. And I, You're the asshole because you feel like it ain't a big fucking deal. That's why you the asshole. Like, and because you continue to say, I hide my edible. It's not hidden if your fucking kids know where they are. It's not hidden if your kids told her where to go get them and she went and got them. They're not hidden. <laughs> They're, you can say they out of the way. You can say you put them out of your kids' access. But hidden, they are not. Because hidden means you don't know where the fuck it is. They do exactly where to tell her to go. And she went right in there and got some gummy bears. Or fruits, whatever. Gummy worms. Like, you... You're the asshole because of the nonchalance and the way that you handled it. Not because she necessarily got into it, because that, that shit could happen. But, like, you just think it ain't a big fucking deal. And how dare you not tell her parents that she ingested? You don't even know how much she ate. You don't know how that would have impacted her. So you're just going to keep her at your house to keep from having to deal with the kind con- Like, bro, you're a child yourself. That's why you the asshole. You're not the asshole because she ate your edibles. You're the asshole because of your perspective about her eating your edibles. And what that lets me know is that when your child, your children get old enough to find shit, they're going to be high as fuck. They're going to be bringing their friends over and getting high. <laughs> because you're going to be like, I put them, I hit them. Okay. Cool. And I wonder if that experience for those children is rooted in some capacity of knowing when their parent is high. Right? Because, you know, Cat Williams got a joke talking about every time daddy smell like pine cones, he be tripping. Like your children know when you're different, right? And so yeah. have your children been seeing you be different and perceive it as a desirable state to where it's like, I want some of daddy candy, you know, yeah. type situation, you know, or I don't know. And, you know, I'm thinking like, this could have been the turning point in that child's life because it could have been a very, very good experience for her. It could have been one that she seeks out after this. Now she's you know, it could be one where she asking her friends, yeah, I took this something at my uncle's house and it was phenomenal. Like everything turned into cartoons and <laughs> I was watching my life on the TV. And, you know, because if you listen to like edible stories, there are horror stories from people 
who took them didn't give them time to fucking and had too uh, many for their body to metabolize the shit. Yeah. And then they was like, this ain't doing nothing. Let me take a whole one afterward. And then the motherfucker, they have a terror experience from that shit, mm-hmm. right? Um and I, I was just, you know, some people though, when you do it right, you don't overdo it, you have a pretty they consider that a pretty healthy, positive experience. Mm-hmm. You know, which is why people be doing the shit. And so it could very well have been a, a, a turning point for this child life where they was introduced to some shit that may may change the thing. And this is the hard part because she very may very well may naturally be a person who, you know, don't like substances and use them. But if she becomes somebody who is addicted to substances, there is no way those parents ain't going to put that on this moment. Not to mention, if she truly just thought it was candy and didn't know that it was edibles, what if she had the kids said, oh, he never gives us any. What if she had shared them with your kids? Now they all in the highest book because that could have happened, too. If she didn't know what they were and just thought it was candy and the kids were like, we want some. What what then? Now you got a house full of high ass children. Like it's just so like you and again, it's not necessarily because it happened, because like you could be careful and shit can still happen. But your attitude lets me know that this is negligence. This is you. This is not necessarily just a situation that happened. So that's why you the asshole. Again, your response to it is why you're the asshole. And it lets me know that your kids is gonna be high as fuck when they get old enough and be and able to reach that shit. <laughs> And can get it. <laughs> Your special candies. <laughs> just mm-hmm. trash. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Um, I just wanted to do that one because I saw the TAC and was like, okay, listen. <laughs> um, some other ones that I saved. Am I the asshole for reporting my neighbor's crying baby to our landlord? What they gonna do about a baby crying? How they control it? Uh, am I the asshole for telling my younger sister to either tidy up her messy hair or she won't be allowed to attend our grandfather's funeral? <laughs> what? Her hair too messy to go to the funeral. Apparently. I want, I, I, I'm leaning towards that one. Keep going. Okay. Am I the asshole for liquidating my daughter's college fund to keep our dream house? Not rich people shit. I don't want to go about that. Uh, am I the asshole for not asking my mom if she wants to meet my baby? What the fuck? You got relationships you got with your mama that you don't yeah. want her around the baby. Trauma. Fuck that lady. Crackhead. Mama crackhead. <laughs> okay, what kind of shit could go on where you be like, I don't want my mama to meet my baby? One, you were a fucking horrible parent. Two, you were a decent parent, but through substances or some shit, you done fucked up your relationship with me. Um, you got like a fucking sexual abusing ass child predator ass boyfriend or some shit. I want to know. Be something bad. I want to know. You want to know what she did? Yeah, is that the last one? No, nah, I got a bunch of them, but we can just do that one. I'll do one next. Okay. After this one or right now? Uh, after this one. Okay. Uh, okay, am I the asshole for not asking my mom if she wants to meet my baby? Now, keep in mind, you said all that, but you know I picked ones that they said was an asshole. Oh, you know how these fucking parent apologists being grandparent apologists. I don't okay. trust this. I don't trust this one as her being an asshole. I don't trust it. All right, let's see. She's 25. 
uh, I, and then she a woman. Like you usually, women usually want their moms around unless you got to be a really bad fucking mom for you to go through the experience of having a baby and not want your mom to be there. Uh, I recently had a baby. He had to stay in the NICU for 30 days due to him being about a month premature. The day after he was born, my sister and mom came to visit me in the hospital. While they were there, my boyfriend made the comment that no one would be able to see the baby for a few months. We had no idea how long his stay would be, but was told to anticipate at least a couple of months. And NICU doesn't allow visitors other than the parents or whoever has had one or whoever has one of the two wristbands, i.e. Uh, if the parents, if one of the parents isn't in the picture, a grandparent can take the other band. Anyways, this meant that no one was able to come and see the baby while he was still in the hospital. Since getting out, we take him over to my boyfriend's parents' house every Sunday and sometimes during the week if they wanted to see him. He is now 13 weeks and neither of my parents have met him, but we did take him to meet my sister over this past weekend. My thought process is if people want to be in my and his life, they'll make the effort. My mother has not even asked to see the baby. Well, when I sent her a picture of the baby meeting his aunt, my mom lost her mind, started insulting my boyfriend and referring to him as the family's new Justin. Justin is my sister's ex-husband who was very toxic, and our mother claims that he supposedly wouldn't let her meet their son for the first two years of his life, which is bullshit because they lived with us. So I tried to defuse her a little bit by mentioning she never asked to see him, and she said she was waiting for me to say it's okay. I again mentioned that she just needed to ask and we were playing something, but I'm not going to sit by and let her disrespect my boyfriend for no reason. All he did was say that no one would be able to visit the babies for a few months because he would be in the hospital. But she took it as a direct attack and said he was saying it about her specifically. I should also mention that my mom and I have a horrible relationship and have rarely spoke to each other in the last five years. So I'm not exactly going out of my way to include her. And that's the like you didn't want to include her. <clears throat> that's it yeah yeah be honest with your fucking self you didn't want to be honest her. with yourself and your mama listen you know we ain't got no good relationship you want to come see my baby then you better make fucking way to go see him but don't expect me to be going out of my way you fucked up you but know, don't make it seem like oh she didn't ask because yeah if you if somebody say oh the baby you know a baby was in the NICU I'm going to wait for them to say, okay, it's cool. Cause I don't want to be the reason why the baby gets sick. So I'm going to wait till you like, okay, we're letting people see the baby now. I'm not going to keep pressing you about it because having a premature baby is a very difficult thing. So like I would have gave you your space too. And been like, well, when they, you know, when they ready, they'll let us know and we'll go see the baby then. But so you need to, just, you don't want her to be around your baby because y'all had a bad relationship and that's fine. That's okay. That's your right. But you need to just own up to this shit. That's what this is. You don't fuck with your mom. <laughs> and you don't want her around your fucking baby. Which is fine. But say it with your chest. Tell her that. You don't want her around your fucking baby. Because you didn't took her to see the other family. His, his side of the family. Not that they came to the house. You took the baby to them. You just don't want her to see the baby. Just say that. And that's okay. And that's okay. That's your right. If she was a bad motherfucker, okay? I'm not saying that. I'm saying you just need to be honest. <laughs> so, why? <clears throat> I still don't see her being an asshole. I still don't see her being an asshole. She don't have a good relationship with her mama. The only thing she hadn't done is acknowledge to herself that her bad relationship with her mama is the reason that she don't go out of her way to involve her mama and her family shit. So, first off, Boyfriend or fiance, whoever he, the baby daddy is, 
said y'all can't see the baby for two months because the baby having some complications, right? Mm-hmm. And then she say that her sister lives with them. No, so that's what her sister used to live with them. That she said that when she was talking about uh, her sister's ex husband. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so okay, yeah, I love my sister more. My sister ain't been an asshole. We both suffered at the hands of your fucking bullshit. So yeah, I'm closer to my sister than you. So I'm gonna take the baby to go see her. I don't see why she. I don't see how she the asshole. To be honest, she just need to make clear what how she feels. But don't like, cause like when your mom called you out on it, you told her, "Well, you didn't ask to see the baby." That's not what it is. Because now what you've done is okay. She gonna be showing up and shit. If you don't want her, there, just tell her that shit. Cause what you gonna do now that you've said that, and, and now she can just come over because you said, "Well, you haven't asked to see him." If you truly don't want her to be involved, you're going to have to tell her that shit. Just, again, say it with your chest. Tell her. Uh, let me see what other people in the comments say. You're the asshole. Your boyfriend made a statement about it being months before anybody could meet the baby. This was taken as a boundary by your mom, and she respected that boundary and waited until she was invited or asked to meet the baby. She had yet to be invited, so she waited and waited and waited. Uh, you would also be complaining if she asked and you were not ready. And it is interesting that you take the baby to see his parents on a regular basis, but expect your family to come to you. So. Mostly because of the fact that she taking the baby to go see the boyfriend's parents, literally taking the baby, not them coming over to see the baby, but y'all go every Sunday with the baby to his parents' house. And again, that's your right. I'm not telling you that you have to fuck with your mom. But if you're not going to fuck with her, then you need to make that clear. And just go on cut ties. But don't try to, like, make it seem like, well, you didn't ask to see the baby. That ain't what it is. <laughs> you don't want her to see the baby. And that's cool. But you need to tell her that. So. That's how I feel about that. I mean. Yeah. That's this is what it is. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. You say it with your chest. Grab your coochie. Hold well, it tight. Do no, don't do that. What's the equivalent to a telling. woman? What's the equivalent of a woman of a man grabbing their balls? I don't know why y'all grab your balls, to be fair. Uh, what the fuck is that? Well, you how don't actually sim- do it. It's just a sentiment of how you got to take, you know, you got to, you know, do this difficult thing, which People is grab your People said put your, your, your big girl panties on. Big girl panties on. What is little girl panties? I don't what? know. I that just listen. I don't know. No idea. But that's the only sentiment that I've heard that would be similar to grab your balls. I guess. No, we don't really grab body parts over here on this side of the fence. <laughs> I also feel like the word coochie is very outdated. It's like when I said that, I thought of Freak Nick ninety four. <laughs> I need all of these people that have been freaking out about like apparently they got some unseen footage from Freaknik and yeah. like people from that time frame that might be on the videos. Like what was I was gonna ask this, and you probably don't have the answer to this, but was Freaknik literally supposed to be a place where people could just go be promiscuous and just fuck around and do what the fuck? Like what was it? What was it when it was the first Freaknik? What was it advertised as? Like, was it yeah, advertised it, it, as what it became? It wasn't advertised as public fucking. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? 
I think it was supposed to be like a concert where it's like Luke and like raunchy ass artists came to do those shows, right? So the two shorts, the you know what I'm saying, the people who was like on that heavy raunchy um booty shake shit back in the nineties. Freak Nick has a Wikipedia page. Um, Freak Nick is an annual spring break festival in Atlanta, Georgia. It is primarily attended by students from historically black colleges and universities. It began in 1983. 1983. It began in 1983 as a small picnic in a public park near Atlanta University Center, sponsored by the D.C. Metro Club for students who could not afford to return home for spring break. It continued as an annual event held during the third week in April. The event increased in size and popularity in the 1990s, incorporating dance contests, concerts, parties, a basketball tournament, rap sessions, a film festival, and a job fair. The Atlanta Magazine called it Atlanta's most infamous street party. In 1999, actions by the police and elected officials caused celebration of Freaknik to cease. A revamped version returned for one day on June 22, 2019 as Freaknik Atlanta 19, the festival with a concert at Solaris Amphitheater in Lakewood. As of 2020, it was set to move forward as a three-day event centered around artists performing. Originally, Freaknik, the name of the event is a, I don't know how to say this. Is it Portmanteau? I don't know. A picnic and freak in accordance with the DC Metro Club's 1983 to 1983, 1982 to 1983 theme, the return of the freak. So it was a picnic for HBCUs apparently. And now, uh, or it became some other shit eventually. So I don't know. Um, so what was the origin like the intention that was for the people was so it what? supposed to be a musical show like a no it was a picnic that was picnic. held yeah the Nick part of Freaknik is picnic. It was it started out as a picnic. And, and so there was no music supposed to be there. There was no show. There was just people were supposed to get together and eat. Apparently. It was for students who could not afford to return home for spring break. That's what it originally started being. <sighs> That's weird. And then it built from there. It said it continued as an annual event held, held during the third week in April. The event increased in size and popularity. In the, so in the 90s, that's when they added dance contests, concerts, parties, a basketball tournament, rap sessions, a, field fest, a film festival, and job fair. So, so that didn't start to the 90s. Before that, it, wasn't, it didn't have all that. So I'm going to find this, and I want to watch it, and I, I'm probably going to stream my reaction to watching it the, the documentary in, no, no no in oh. 2010 a t-pain produced musical came out called freak nick the musical i see this on the wikipedia page yes. which was about a board of high figures in the community like oprah and al sharpton trying to go shut freak nick down they basically send a like a mechanical robotic 
Al Sharpton to shut Freak Nick down. <laughs> I'm going to find that and I want to watch it and then I'm going to uh, react to it. That should be interesting. The last like official Freak Nick before they tried to do the little revamp in 2019 was in 1999 because of violations and complaints because at that time it had become, you know, people of fucking course. in the street. Yeah. <laughs> but also, how did it turn from a picnic to fuck people fucking in the streets? Well, I mean, what you expected to be, especially at that time, you know, like what you expected to be is kids who would be doing the same shit in Cancun if they had the money to go on spring break in Cancun, you know? I don't know. It just seemed like... But, like, they called it Freak Nick. Like, they just could have called it Atlanta Picnic if it was supposed to be some innocent shit. Like, whoever... The Freak... You didn't hear any of that. I didn't listen. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. Intervene. Intervention. My cousin, who is a candidate to be the father of the fucking decade. His son's birthday is today. And he did a treasure hunt for seven Dragon Balls. So he bought seven Dragon Balls and he spread them out all over the city. One of them is in my trunk. And they doing like a, they going to collect all the Dragon Balls to, to grant his son a wish at the end. I mean, that's kind of fucking awesome. It, it's fucking amazing. That's what I'm saying. This nigga trying to be the father of the decade. That is and, some, like major black father shit right there, boy. Like, wow. I, I went outside to make sure my car was unlocked for him to get into it, but it wasn't unlocked for some reason. I pressed the unlock button a bunch of times on top of I never locked my car. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that it was locked or he couldn't get in it, and then he couldn't find the trunk button, which the, my trunk pop button is in an unconventional place. But I could unlock it and pop the trunk from in here, mm. you know. But I was doing it while you was reading that, so my bad. Okay. So it's so essentially, Freak Nick was a picnic. It then started off being called Freak Nick. It eventually became being called Freak Nick, and it started to take the life that we know it as to have been. Yes, the very okay. first one the theme was the return of the freak and so then they just took freaking picnic now why freak i don't know and i, I don't know so the very oh, the, first the freak by chic the song oh that's why okay that's where they got it from so it didn't have anything to do with actually being freaky but that's what it turned into <laughs> that's what it became listen if you give horny dudes an opportunity to turn anything freaky they will you know freaky monopoly goddamn you know, if you land on boardwalk, you got to take off article of clothing. Anything that a motherfucking dude can make freaky, they going to make freaky. Especially if the women allow it to become freaky in that sense. <laughs> and so, you know, because dudes always going to try. You know, that dude that be like, we should make this strip monopoly. <laughs> if the girl that don't say a hard no, he going he gonna to keep that in his memory. Your banks got down. Part of it also is that it started out as a college event and then it became open to the public. So it went from only about 15,000 people to 300,000 because they opened it up to people who wasn't even in college. <laughs> That's why all the streets was goddamn stopped up with women on top of their cars. Yes. Twerking. Yes. Before it was called twerking. Yeah. It, it used to be called booty shaking. <laughs> 
but booty shaking was probably different than twerking, even though I'm sure that there's some twerk overlap with how women were shaking their booties back then. Um, but twerking is know. like a new newer art than it was back than booty shaking was. Why are we talking about freak dick? Because do get- I don't know. How do we get here? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> you said something about freak dick. 99 but I, like a parent something maybe? I don't know I don't know how we got here but y'all got a bunch of um information that you did not ask for about Freak Nick <laughs> that's the story of Freak Nick <laughs> what story were we talking about were we still talking about parents and uh yeah what was you you was talking about before that then because I had did my little rant I think we, you just talking about like parents I don't know I don't know. I don't know how we got here. I don't know. But anyway, that that's all. They're making a documentary um and with some unreleased footage. And so I guess if you were somebody who was attending Freaknik around that time, I hope you didn't do no shit you're going to be embarrassed by. <laughs> of course. Cuz at this point these people are like in careers and got like kids and shit. <laughs> Potentially but you know, we only we're only thinking about like the playful oh no you found out about my past side of it but it was a lot of a lot of women that are sexually assaulted in that time yes so it's probably a lot of trauma that's connected to that shit so it's like you know when that shit come out if your mama don't talk for for a couple of weeks you know might be a a situation there you know um So I just saw this. The Associated Press reported on May the 13th, 1998, that the Atlanta Committee for Black College Spring Break should no longer welcome Freaknik. We cannot support events that bring lewd acts, sexual assaults, violence against women, and public safety concerns, fire trucks not being able to reach victims, and ambulances not being able to reach hospitals in a timely manner. So it was wild. I mean, by the time they shut Freaknik down, it had got wild as fuck. Uh, It had got pretty crazy. Of course. So why wouldn't it? Yeah. So I don't know how we got there, but now y'all know a little bit more about Freak Nick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said you said you had some. Or you want you got something you want to do? Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> You're gonna choose, but I'm gonna tell you what they what they be like. Okay. All right. We got. I left my husband the day after our youngest moved out. He said I've deceived him all these years. I broke up a 20-year marriage and ruined someone's lifelong relationship with their parent. What? The fuck um, this you- is under dating advice. Did he just call me ugly? Is he joking? And... Am I the asshole for telling my husband I was going to divorce him for going to his sister's wedding? You just need to shut the fuck up if you decided not to. What are you telling him that for? Okay. Um, I want to know how somebody broke up a 20-year marriage and fucked up somebody's relationship with their parent because I feel like that's going to be some juicy-ass, gossipy-ass shit. <laughs> All right, let's get to like, it. Like you caught the dad having sex with a man or some shit like it's gonna be something wild i feel like let's get to it all right not a throwaway account because if anyone sees those who knows the people in question it'll probably be the only way for them to find out since i'm too afraid to come forward for some background i I, a 25 year old female used to live in a large city that's known for a very large park and historic bridge 
I've always been able to spark up conversations with random people. So one day I was out with my dog at the large park. I met this older woman, let's call her Clara, with her dog, and we became instant friends. She invited me to her book club, and since I wanted to have more friends, I decided to join. Every week I went over to one of her friend's houses and would talk to uh, her about books in our lives. If we went over to Clara's house, sometimes her husband, let's call him Mike, would come downstairs to get stuff and stick around to socialize. I didn't really speak with him a lot because I felt like I didn't have anything in common with a man twice my age. However, as time went on, he would stick around downstairs more and more frequently. One day, I decided to drive out of the city to go shopping and get food. When I was in the mall, I saw Mike with a young woman who was probably around my age. I didn't think much of it because I knew Mike and Clara had a daughter, and I thought that could have been her. However, when I went into Victoria's Secret, I saw them there and quickly left before they could see me. Being the nosy person that I am, I decided to try to follow them around the mall and see what they were up to. It wasn't really my business, but I felt like it had to be done. When they came out of Victoria's Secret, Mike was carrying a large shopping bag and they were holding hands. I pulled out my phone to take a video of that and not even 10 seconds into recording, they kissed. I decided that was enough evidence and left before they saw me. For the longest time, I sat on that information not knowing what to do. I knew that Mike and Clara were married for a long time and I didn't want to meddle in someone else's relationship. I also thought that maybe they were in an open marriage and by bringing information to Clara, she would get mad at me for not minding my business. Eventually, though, I just decided to get a secondary SIM card and send her videos through text using that number. A few days later, I got a call from Clara who said she really wanted to see me. I was worried that she somehow traced the video back to me and that she was upset at me. I went to the place that she told me to meet her, and when I got there, I saw a few other members of the book club there, too. She was very emotional and needed support, stating that she was getting divorced and probably moving away. Now, here's where things get worse. The young woman that Mike was with was Clara's daughter from before she was married. Oh, for Fuck. Clara said that when she confronted Mike and her daughter, they they up front they were upfront about everything, saying that they've been in love for the longest time and didn't know how to come to her about it. Apparently, they've been sleeping with each other since she turned eighteen and planned to get married at some point, but they didn't know how to go about it. I really wanted to tell Clara that I was the one that sent the video, but I couldn't bring myself to do so. I have since moved away, but Clara treats me like a daughter. My family doesn't celebrate Christmas, so I went to her family's Christmas this past year. I have the lock code at her house and can go whenever I want to hang out with her and spend the night. She's so amazing to me, and I feel terrible because I know she'd hate me if I told her I was the one who sent the video. It's been eating away at me for the longest time, and I just don't know what to do at this point. Uh, update. After reading responses, I think I'm not going to forward to go forward and tell her it was me, but if she ever asks, I won't lie to her. I know I shouldn't be at fault for it, but seeing her go from happy woman before to a mess after made me feel horrible. Anyways, thank you guys for the advice and kind responses. I definitely needed to get that off my chest. <laughs> I think she's interpreting this wrong. I broke up a 20-year marriage and ruined someone's lifelong relationship with their parent. Motherfucker, you, you saved somebody from this uh, incestuous That's so uh, uh, pedophilic relationship with her husband. Like, I wouldn't see that as me. Like, you ain't do nothing bad here. <laughs> like, the solution to what you think the problem is can't be to not have told Clara and let her stay in a fraudulently happy relationship. It wasn't really a happy relationship. And I wonder what Clara said. I would, did Clara cry that she would rather have not known? that this happened and she wished she could like just secretly allow her husband to keep dating her daughter without, come on, man. Come on. You, some band-aids just gotta be ripped the fuck off. 
her this was a band-aid that had to be ripped off, man. Was fucking her daughter. <laughs> That's just weird. If they've been married for 20 years, you've been in this daughter's life long enough that this that, that it makes this shit fucking weird. That's weird. Like, it's icky. Like, he's a terrible person. <laughs> he's bad. He's the bad guy. The daughter might be have been groomed from the time that you got with this motherfucker. So, like, I'm not necessarily, I don't know about her, but, but like, he's a terrible fucking person for that. That's so icky. Why would you do that? That's like, so everybody been talking shit about Marcus Houston, and I talk shit about him, too, because his wife is, like, 19. And he just did an interview a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, where he was like, um... We didn't start dating until she was of age. It doesn't mean that you hadn't been grooming her. It still makes it weird, Marcus. Well, okay, let me give you the scenario how he tried to frame it, and let's see if this is the same kind of problem, okay? So, when they talked about, when he talked about meeting his wife at 14, Mm -hmm. it's like that's the first time we saw each other. And it's kind of like an industry type thing where I see her here, I see her there, I see her here, I see her there, and we continued that until after she was 18. Not necessarily that I met her at 14 and we started holding hands, but I waited to have sex with her until she turned 18. So let's say that it's not that. That is a problem, clearly. When does it? When is it not a problem? Is it just, like, should you just, well, first off, to me, you should have never framed I met my wife when she was 14. It should have never been framed like that. It should have been framed as when when you started dating, right? But if it's not a grooming relationship, how much of a problem is an 18-year-old who just turned 18 who chooses to date an older man? So, okay, let me just give the, the place in this conversation that's getting lost is that a lot of people who are, it's like binary. It's like ones and zeros. It's like, oh, well, if a person is 18 and another person is 36, well, they definitely groom that person. And that's not always the case. That doesn't have to be the case. But is it the same kind of problem if that age age gap exists? Let's say somebody, you know, I know we could say, okay, they don't have nothing in common. But in those rare instances where a motherfucking 19-year-old is working at McDonald's or Target or wherever, and it's a 36-year-old motherfucker working there too, and they somehow connect to engage, you know, and that 36-year-old don't have a history of dating fucking 18-year-olds. He don't even have a history of dating young people. He date people his age until this very moment where they connect somehow. Is that the same kind of problem? Or is the problem if they exclusively groomed that person? Because people are treating it like the age gap itself is the problem regardless of how that relationship came to be. It's a problem because the old person must have been seeking it. And I think that it validates a young person's ability to desire to date older people, whether that's rooted in trauma or whether they just feel like the people they age is immature. What 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 do you think? That, so, the problem for me, age gaps matter depending on where the two people are, right? A 30-year-old with a 50 year old is 20 years, but I don't feel the same way about that age, that 20 year age gap as I would somebody who is 18 with a 38 year old. 
I think where you are in the ages matter. Like an 18 year old and a 36 year old are not developmentally even in the same place. Like that 36 year old is pretty much who they gonna be. The 19 year old, 18 year old is still becoming who they're going to be. Like, so how do you decide that you want to? I feel the same because I don't. I don't like when 19 year olds get married in general to other 19 year olds because i think that you don't even know who you are or what it is that you want enough to say i'm gonna be with this person for the whole rest of my goddamn life like i don't think that early marriages are just good in general because i you don't what are you basing it off of you don't even know yourself yet so somebody that's 38 that get like that shit is just weird i just think it's weird even if they met when the person was 18 they wasn't grooming them like i said it depends on where the age gap occurs 20 years so grooming, matters depending on where the two people are. So grooming them is wrong, but you're yeah. saying that age gap in that scenario is weird, but is it also wrong? I, to you? I don't, wrong is, you know, I don't think I'm saying that it's wrong. I'm saying I think it's not a good idea, right? Obviously these are both adults and they can do whatever the fuck they want to do, but I don't see that working out well long-term just because, like I said, at 19, you don't, you, I, I wouldn't even want a 19-year-old to marry another 19-year-old. Like, making them kind of decisions at that age, like, I just don't feel like you know yourself well enough to know what you're going to want. Not to mention, you know, this 38-year-old got to live their life. Now you're going to become a wife or, or a husband at 19 and live a whole different existence and not enjoy the 20s the way that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just weird. I, I don't. Why would you want to be with somebody who hasn't experienced life when you're 38? Like me now thinking about, I wouldn't even, 19 year old boys are still boys to me at 38. I would never, I don't give a fuck how mature he is or how mature he seems. At the end of the day, he's still fucking 19 years old. I, I would never date a 19 year old guy at this age. That's all, no, absolutely not. It would feel weird. I don't know why it doesn't feel weird to other people. <laughs> To be honest. Well, you know. Um, so I'm not I, saying wrong. I'm saying I don't think it's healthy. I'm saying I don't think it's a good idea. But, like, I don't know about wrong. I, guess I think there is room for a young person with an older soul and an older person who might not be as um as mature, you know, mature or uh, established. But, I mean, let's not act like they ain't 38 years old, old who just ain't mature, right? I mean, yeah. let's not act like that. But what happened, that still is a problem because, okay, you're 38, you're not mature. You get with this 19-year-old because they own the same level that you are right now because you never mature. What happens when the 19-year-old matures? Or if they mature, y'all not going to stay on the same level just because you're on the same level today with this oh, no, person. No, 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 I, I agree. Don't get me wrong. That's why I ain't dating no fucking 19-year-old. <laughs> you know, that. I mean, that's. I agree with that. You know, I don't like, think that shit going to work out, you know. But I, I'm not so much interested in that piece as I am whether the heavy handedness that people assess that age gap with is justified. It's, if I mean, it's I, not coming from a person that was grooming and we ain't talking about I'm not talking about the motherfuckers who was waiting for bad baby to turn 18 to give her money on OnlyFans. I, want, I ain't talking about them motherfuckers. They fucked up. But a, clearly... Marcus Houston sat in front of a PR team, said, I do not want this motherfucking pedophile shit to get too far ahead of me. 
what's the dialogue going to be. And he created a scenario in which if that's how it happened, it don't have to be bad. It was just how he communicated it was bad. He wanted to put more years on their relationship, not realizing that. You could say that I met my wife here and know that it's a good idea to do that. So I still don't think it's necessarily good. I don't know if uh-huh. it heard. I, I don't know if it just paused on my end or if the recording is gonna be public. Like I didn't hear probably about a little bit of what you said, so I don't know if it. Okay, I was saying that. Um, let's say that it's not some nefarious shit, right? Let's say, um, oh, Marcus Houston, I think he. I still don't know where you would be twenty years older than a fourteen-year-old in a place where you get to know him like that. So I still think the Marcus Houston shit is real weird. Yes. But the way that they framed it in that conversation was I didn't meet my wife as a partner at 14. I was just in a place where she was at some point in her young life. And when we turned 21, we connected and then it turned into a relationship. You know? So it's like, I don't was know. Was she this 21 when they got together? I thought that she was like 18 or 19. I think she's 21 now. I don't know. She's uh, 21 now? I think so. Uh, I, I want to say no she idea. was like 18 or 19. Let me look so I make sure I ain't lying on him. But I want to say the issue was that she was like 18 or 19 when they got married. And so that's why everybody was like, what the I fuck? I feel like that was long ago, right? She was 19 and he was 39. When they got and how married. old are they both now? Uh, he forty one and she twenty two. Oh shit! She was nineteen when they got married. Yeah. Not when they started so, dating. I was using his situation just to ask the uh, ask the question: How important is the age gap if it's not grooming? Even because if you're not his his case for grooming is tough. Oh yeah, that's he can't. That, I mean, fuck him. But yeah, even with, it, with even if you don't think of like grooming, right? Because of how much more experience a thirty-eight-year-old would have over a nineteen-year-old, I still think that there could be some issues with just the power dynamic too, right? Like it don't even necessarily have to be like a icky he grooming her kind of thing, but it's like there's an unbalance there because of the ages. I feel like too. I, I don't know. I think that's an assumption, right? Because there's people who are the same age that that power dynamic exists in. And so people putting that power dynamic exclusively on age does have some bearing because, yes, if a person is younger, there will be a power dynamic. But a power dynamic itself may exist in any relationship. True, but it's more likely. I'm saying you go up you up the likelihood of there being a power shift with this attitude. Yeah, so let's just, let me just go and get this shit out of the way right now. Statistically, if a 40-year-old is with a 19-year-old, it's because he looks for younger people or he likely groomed a motherfucker or something. It is a, the people I'm talking about is a small percentage, right? Mm-hmm. The next, let me go ahead and clear this other piece up too. If a person is um young and 
or the other person is old and they're in a relationship that has a power dynamic, it's mostly likely that that power dynamic is because that person is young. Um, I'm talking again, I'm talking about like the, the idea that we should assume that every relationship with that dynamic, the power dynamic is because of age. And in every scenario where a person is 20 years older than their partner, that it was some kind of grooming. There think, are scenarios where that's not the case, even though I know, like if you had all the evidence to support, like if, if one of your cousins showed up with somebody 20 years younger than them and you knew your cousin to be a stand-up person, you knew your cousin to only date people that were their age, there was no power dynamic in their relationship. He seemed to be on even footing with them, you know, and whatnot. Like, are you looking at your cousin like, bro, you a groomer, bro, you just want this for control, or are you saying, damn, I really don't know how this shit happened, and I know my cousin ain't on some, like, pedophile, damn, you know, control power shit because I'm seeing it at the dinner. It ain't like it ain't like that. Are you saying that it's a problem, or are you saying it's weird? I think the problem, I guess, with, with your question for me is that we don't do that with nothing else, right? Like, if something can exist 2% of the time and 98% of the time it's the other way, we're going to assume all the situations that we are come across our desk until it's shown that it's one of the 2%. You're going to assume, I mean, I think that's like just a rational thing to do. Like, the, what you're talking about is so rare to happen that, of course, people are going to assume it's the 98% when they see it. They're not going to give you credit and say, oh, you probably wanted the 2%, especially people who don't know you personally. We don't do that with nothing. You assume the worst in any case where it's more than likely it's some bullshit. You don't give people the benefit of the doubt when the when it's like more than likely some fuck shit. Like you assume it's the fuck shit till it's proven not to be. But that's what I'm saying. That's that's why I'm I'm putting making it personal right now. It's like you're seeing this up front. Even you if know, it was one of my cousins, it could be my brother. I would look at him weird. Like why? It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. What? It's not wrong. Obviously, legally, you're not doing anything wrong. But I am gonna be side eyeing you and really paying attention to this relationship because it's fucking weird. I would not be accepting of it just because it was me. You know, I don't give a fuck about my family like that. If they ain't fucking up, they fucking up. So even if it was a relative of mine. And even if he never did this shit before, I don't know that he not going through some kind of midlife crisis. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I know it's fucking weird. <laughs> and I know I'm like, why would you ever want at, at 40 to be with somebody that's 19 that could be your child? That's this shit is weird. That means their friends are going to be 19. That means like it's just it's just I don't see why you would want to do that. It would be weird family or not, I would still be side-eyeing my cousin and me and like, bro, like, what you doing? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Um, It would just be weird. Like I said, I don't, it's just so, again, 20 years only matters depending on where the people are. Like I said, a 30-year-old and a 50-year-old, I wouldn't even, it, it's, because actually, my uncle, my uncle's wife is my age. And my uncle, so my uncle is, I mean, I don't think it's 20 years. I don't think he like, well, he might be like 58. My mom is 60. <sighs> they, his, my uncle's wife is my age. Okay. And I didn't even know that. Like when I found it out, I was kind of like, oh, that's weird. Like she's like my age, but because she's 38 and he is in his fifties, it was just kind of like, okay, it's weird, but like, it ain't concerning because both of them are who they going to pretty much be. 
she not finna change a whole lot at 38. So where they at is where they gonna be. And if they click, they click. That's cool. But so, like if my uncle was 38 and I was 19 and he brought home a 19 year old that he had married, that would have been fucking weird. Would have okay, been weird. so if we're using like data and research to speak on when the brain fully develops, which is on average 25. Is mm-hmm. 25 the age at which it would be acceptable for a 45-year-old to be dating them? So where would the good break for the 20-year yeah. gap to start? Yeah. Um, 25 and 45. Uh, I feel like I probably just 30 just because... <laughs> I feel like for me, 30 would be where I would be probably the most like, eh, it's weird, but okay. I feel like 25, I don't know, you just got the way you can rent a car. You like you still getting new shit that you can do. <laughs> like, there's the, like you just came off your parents' uh health insurance at 25. Like, I don't know. I for now, me, probably 30 would be where I wanna I make sure like. I wanna make sure that I, I clear this up. Uh, because I'm right now sounding like I got me a 19-year-old in my life trying to figure out how to justify making that shit work. That is not the case. I went to Walmart last night, and I saw six kids from prom going into Walmart. I was like, look at the babies. Like, that, like an old motherfucker. Like, they look like children. I can't. You know, when I was in college at AUM, I was dating uh, a cheerleader. And she was like the tiniest adult human that i had in, interacted with at that time it was not comfortable it was just not comfortable right um but the conversation i'm having a lot of people get into like and tiktok is the place where people have hot takes and a lot of people take the hot takes and be like yeah that makes sense you know but there's this whole group of women who believe that men who like small women like that are like them because they would want it to be a child and I'm like, that's, 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 uh, that, yeah, that's a motherfucking reach. Lance, uh, well, what is it? Not Lance Armstrong. One of them, uh, Stretch Armstrong. That's a Stretch Armstrong reach, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, like, and because what does that say about women who are naturally that size? Are they just supposed to be doomed to never having a partner because yeah. they are just <laughs> tiny and any man they will, y'all gonna brand him with that? You know? Yeah. I'm just bringing up the nuance in these conversations that's weird, because like, but- it's 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 a lot that people are like very handed, heavy handed on making strong stretch on strong reach assumptions that you know I feel like some nuance could be used in that conversation. Yeah, it for me to be excited, I would have to have very personal knowledge about a situation for me to not be signed out. Like for me to be a 30, 38 to nineteen, I because again, even my relatives, because again, my my uncle's wife is my age. And that's okay because when they got together, she was old. She was probably 30. How long they been together? Maybe 32, 33. But if when I was in college, I came home for fucking Thanksgiving and we went to dinner and my uncle came in with his new wife and his new wife was my age and I was in college, that shit would have been fucking weird. <laughs> that would have been a problem. So, like, where the 20 years happens matters for me. 20 years is still a lot, and yeah, I mean, it could cause some issues just because that's a lot of time, but, like, I'm not going to side-eye it if the younger of the people is at least 30. Then it is what it is, you know? Be with your old person, but 
younger than that, it's just I don't. It's just it's just weird to me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but fuck her husband, because not only did, did you do this with somebody that's super young, you did this with somebody that you've been a father figure to. That shit is fucking weird. How do you do that and and not say that you haven't been grooming her this entire time? Because you don't you don't help raise somebody and have a parental family kind of relationship with them and then when they get older look at them and now all of a sudden oh I, I i see them differently like no your family is your family your children are your children like i don't know so what that means to me is that you've been i and her this whole fucking time was just like biding your fucking time that shit is weird because again if y'all been married for 20 years then you've been in this kid life for a very long time like ew you icky. so fuck her husband um that marriage broke up because he is a fucking terrible ass human that's why their marriage broke up not necessarily because of you but because of him and his decisions because fuck him your stepdaughter you fucking your stepdaughter while still married to her mother and y'all all coming if we having family dinners and shit and y'all two know y'all been fucking this shit is weird bro like no Absolutely not. Yeah, that's Absolutely bad. There's like, nothing good about this situation. And it, you got a divorce. She got a divorce because her husband is a trash ass human. Definitely. That's why grown. they got a divorce. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, Republicans are making the term grooming just meaning existing around somebody that you don't agree with. That's not grooming. When we're talking about grooming, we're talking about this man likely lived in the same household as this girl, could have very well been buying her gifts, could have very well been creating an idealized version of a person that he knew that she would accept if he came on to her in some capacity. The power dynamic makes a difference. The age makes a difference. She might not have had the opportunity to decline that psychologically because looking at him as a parent, she may feel that she has to follow that. That same thing exists with Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. That thing, same thing exists with Tavis Smiley and the people under him that he was dating. That same thing exists for the music industry and people who are working under them trying to move up. That power dynamic makes you make decisions that you may not otherwise make. And people who shower them with gifts and opportunities and things, that's grooming. You are trying to influence a person in this position in this life at this age to get a particular outcome from them that's what grooming is it's not the shit like republicans trying to say just because a trans person exists in the school system that it's somehow grooming kids around them that's fucking dumb shit okay just so everybody listening knows what grooming actually is what it alludes to which is why the nuance in the conversation that i'm talking about it has to be had if you don't groom a person, but that age gap exists, it's people that's going to look at you like you're fucking stupid. One, because yes, that shit is weird as fuck. But two, they don't know whether you groomed them or not. And like Red said, they're going to assume that you did some nefarious shit to get a young person to be in your vicinity. It's just yep. what it is. You know, so one, don't date motherfuckers 20 years younger than you, okay? We're that's not number suggested. one. Yeah. 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 Number two, if you do don't groom them and don't have no power dynamic because if you have either one of them things going on, your motherfucking relationship, you're going to be a pedophile. That's the, what they're going to brand you. You know, three, if 
you are in a relationship with somebody that you are older than and none of that nefarious bullshit has gone on, then get used to the fact that you're going to have people perceive your relationship as a very weird one for the rest of your fucking life. And well, not for the rest of the life, but like, cause well, we're at a today, point where people, yeah, when y'all, when she thirty and you, fit, people ain't gonna be looking at, cause they, when they meet you, they gonna be accepting of it immediately. But like the people who knew from the beginning, yes, they gonna probably fail to look at you like you're. Oh, uh, so you remember? Ah, uh, what's that dude <laughs> name? You remember the guy that was a Q dog who went around on that wild shooting spree? Yes. Um, yes. Stevie something. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Um, either way, he shot an older man. He pulled up to him and asked him a question, and then he shot him. Yeah. And what people found out about that older man is that he was like 67, and he had a 38-year-old wife, and they had been together for like a lot of like since she maybe was 19. That's fucking weird. See, that's it's weird. Well, it started off weird, but clearly at some point it stopped looking weird. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The problem is it wouldn't look weird if you if she was thirty something when you met her at sixty eight, but because they found out you had been in a relationship with her when you was nineteen, and you were damn near forty. That's that's a problem. It's not a good. Well, not even forty, older than that. Shit. Yeah, it's not a good. That's look. a problem, right? And so because of that, it like people seem to invalidate the. His his killing, right? Oh no, <laughs> like, that's fucked up. He still didn't deserve to be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like the way that I was. I mean, listen, listen. You probably feel that way if you found out she was 16 when the relationship started. You'll send his ass to Pedophile Island. I was sitting in the pedophile island, but I wouldn't say some random crazy person who came up and asked him a question and shot him in the face that he deserved that shit. I wouldn't say that. I again, I ain't never said we need to kill pedophiles. I said we need to send them away, away from everybody else, and put them on the island. That's what I said. So I would not be an advocate for murdering them, but putting them on a, a deserted island without with each other, absolutely. <laughs> so sure. you don't have to be an advocate for murdering them to to be like. So if somebody on pedophile island got murdered, would you One of the other pedophiles did that shit? Say what? If somebody on Pedophile Island got murdered, that means they got pe- they got murdered by somebody else that's a pedophile. And that is not my business. <laughs> well, then why ain't you saying it ain't your business for this old man to have got killed if he was a pedophile? You saying like, oh, no, that's fucked up. He still don't deserve to die on, on this man. But pedophile you ain't saying that on the dude in Pedophile Island. Because Pedophile Island means that you have been found guilty of actually being a pedophile. I don't know what the... Sur- I mean, it, again, it sounds icky, but legally... He, I don't know what he did. But if Damn. you made it to Pedophile Island, that means that you've been convicted and we sent you there as your fucking punishment. So you did the shit. And yeah. if you on Pedophile Island and you get murdered while you on Pedophile Island, then shit, that's just what it was. <laughs> it just you are, look, I, I have to give it to you, Red. You are you are like two notches better than me at wiggling wiggling your way out of every every corner that I be trying to trap you. you I, I wiggle my way out of all these dialogue traps that motherfuckers try to get me in. But you are two notches better than me in that because I can't trap you. Your <laughs> convictions of being right is too fucking heavy. They too heavy. <laughs> you are too dedicated to being right. I'm okay with being wrong. You know what I'm saying? If I'm you wrong, are you so gonna, not okay with being it. wrong. If I'm um, wrong, you're going to earn it. <laughs> <laughs> I be trying to get your ass too. 
You oh, wiggle, you get shit. out of it. You get out of it properly. <laughs> I was like, shit. Well, I can't. I ain't got no response to that. See, right. The nigga was found guilty of the shit. It was just public opinion. So, damn, I don't have nothing else for it. <laughs> I'm gonna catch your ass. I've caught you before, but it 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 had to be so long ago that I don't even fucking remember what it was or how it was. Yeah, I don't sure have no evidence. Happened. I'm but, sure it's happened. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I can't do it every time. <laughs> you, you be getting out of these scenarios pretty solid. I'll give it to you. That is how dedicated I am to being right. I, I I got you. I understand that. Yeah, you 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 are that dedicated to it. You, you're gonna earn that shit if it happens. You're gonna earn it. It's gonna be yeah. hard won. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. What else? Well, I mean, you know, we like an hour and a half in now. We we done ran it up a little longer than we even talking about nothing. I don't even know how the fuck we did. Freak Nick, just random shit that ain't got nothing to do with it. Talked about parents for 30 minutes. <laughs> At least then read the letters. That's it. Now pedophile shit. I don't even know how we had these kind. This is why we started the podcast because this is what we do. <laughs> It's like random weird shit. shit. For eight years, we've been doing this shit the same way. All started because we was doing this shit on her couch. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. No regrets. (laughs) Um, You got anything else on your mind? I think I've said plenty. (laughs) All right. Hey, I'm just going to let y'all know, any of y'all who got high blood pressure, who don't have it in your family, you go get some beetroot extract <laughs> pills. Them shits. Listen, I'm just going to tell y'all like this. When I was doing my life insurance little screening, she ran my blood pressure. She looked me in my eyes and she said, I'm going to run that again. And then she ran it three more times. She was like, okay, stand up, move around. I'm going to run that again. My blood pressure was like 120 over 80. And she was and she looking at my 320. It. Huh? <laughs> She couldn't accept She was looking at my 320 pound ass like, how you cheating this test? (laughs) How are you doing this, motherfucker? And then she was like, and I know that's what she was doing because at the end she said, what do you take to keep your blood pressure regulated? (laughs) (laughs) I said beetroot pills. She was like, well, keep taking them. Your blood pressure is normal. (laughs) I'm like, well, just say fat ass nigga, you ain't supposed to have this low blood pressure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know you eat grease and potato chips and all that shit. What you doing? How you cheat? That's you know, <laughs> like somebody who like go take a drug test and you know they been smoking every day of their life because their lips black as hell and they smell like weed, but they oh. passed the test. They be like, where was you keeping that piss? Where was you keeping that pee? I used to give people pee all the time. Which is horrible. For drug tests. Okay. If I could give people pee and get paid for it, I'd do that shit. <laughs> That's the only way that I would be giving people pee. If a, if, 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 if a healthy number of women said, I will pay you to give me a golden shower. Bro, I'll be the golden shower escort. <laughs> Not the golden shower escort. <laughs> I promise. I promise. Because giving, you know what, giving P to people who are trying to pass drug tests is demeaning. It is demeaning. Because I don't pee in many liquor bottles. I don't pee in condoms. I don't pee in a whole bunch of shit just so people can have some piss. And that still ain't 
as demeaning as carrying around somebody else's pee. I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah. I mean, you got to really be like fucking creative with that shit now because they sent people in there to watch you piss because people was doing that shit because people was taking pee in there with them and giving them other people's piss. Now there's somebody that will watch you. There are people that get paid to watch motherfuckers pee to make sure that the pee that they give them came from their body. Yeah, they have to. Motherfuckers yeah. is too cunning. Yeah. Motherfuckers is too will- willing to bullshit. You know? But, you know, I, the dude who I put, put in that mini look about him, he had to have felt that shit because they would have seen a high-ass alcohol content in his goddamn pee. Why <laughs> a little look about That was a terrible choice. <clears throat> um, A container. <laughs> back when I was at AUM, I had like a little display of just a bunch of mini liquor bottles. Right? I remember. Yeah, and so um, this dude, he came there and we didn't have nothing to put the pee in that it will hold. And see, he said, how much will you charge me to buy one of those little liquor bottles for you to put it in there? And I was like, I won't charge you, man. I just So I just used one of the little liquor bottles and, you know, he rinsed it out. And I was like, you ain't put no soap in that? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, it's straight. All right. You made the call. Fuck it. It's a weird choice. Yeah, very weird. But, you know, I don't want to say niggas going to need because that's what I want to say because white people do this shit more than we do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because they smoke more drugs. Let's just get that out of the clear. <laughs> white people smoke more drugs. <laughs> Anyway, um, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.